SAFM. And a very good day to you, Mzansi, and welcome to Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM. South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala, and I thank Kim Winter for filling in during my absence. It's good to be back. And Hazel Makuzeni produces this show, and our technical producer for today is Lance Andrews. You may reach us on 0892102010, email otherwise at safm.co.za, or tweets at otherwise safm or at Shadow Twala. Now, there's a new diet fad called alcorexia. I'd never heard about it before today. And we've asked Dr. Osborne Mahanjana to highlight the health risks of swapping alcohol for meals. Um, and Dr. Mahanjana is the CEO for the Industry Association for Responsible Alcohol. Then clinical psychologist Mbali Zulu highlights the emotional impact of life surprises for over 50s. Hmm. That's going to be very interesting to hear about. So um, it's now time for our lunch bite, though, before all of that. And my lunch bite is words by Audrey Hepburn. It says, for beautiful eyes, look for the good in others. For beautiful lips, speak only words of kindness. And for poise, walk with the knowledge that you're never alone. Otherwise, on SAFM. Okay, in the studio with me is Dr. Osborne Mahanjan, who refuses to be called doctor for some reason or other. How are you? Welcome. Uh, thanks, Shadow. Good afternoon, and uh, thanks, thanks for welcoming me to your studio. And, and yes. thank you for joining me in the studio. I was lucky to have you in Cape Town when we wanted to discuss this very important uh, uh, diet fad called alcorexia. Yes. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's a new phenomenon where... I think it derives from anorexia where people, because they want to lose weight mm -hmm. and then they refrain from taking any food beyond diet the whole day, where in the evening they think they can compensate that by taking alcohol, like uh, drinking wine, alcohol pops or drinking ciders in, so that they don't want to gain weight, but they want to have the benefits of consuming alcohol. I, I I I can't imagine why anyone would drink alcohol on an empty stomach. First of all, yeah, that's that's the truth. You you can imagine that us were alarmed by this because you can know the dangers of drinking alcohol on an empty stomach. Mm -hmm. Firstly, alcohol gets to be absorbed very quickly. Someone gets very drunk very quickly, and it also having the the negative side effects on on someone else's health. And us also were surprised by this phenomenon. But it looks as if people are doing it in order to control their calories. And and but alcohol should. I, I've known that alcohol makes you gain weight more yes. than anything else. Yes, no, that, that's the truth. But that's why us we think that you sh you shouldn't use alcohol as a form of diet. So you should drink alcohol as a form of your social engagement and as you normally would have done. But when you take alcohol, you must take it with food. So you must have had food mm -hmm. with, with alcohol. And when you take alcohol, you must have some snacks and foods because it slows the absorptions of alcohol. Also to drink water so that because alcohol causes you to, to, to be dehydrated. But if you are on a weight loss program, I won't advise you to be taking alcohol because alcohol itself, as you say, contains a lot of calories. It mm -hmm. can make you to gain weight. Mm -hmm. So you can't be if you want to lose weight, I will advise you, if you cannot consume alcohol, not to be able to take alcohol really in the process of, 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 of losing weight. And then probably afterwards, once you've stabilized, you can think about taking alcohol again. Mm -hmm. And, and it, does it matter what type of alcohol it is, or are we talking just across the board? Because some people may think that they'll drink a, a wine, which is not as hard as a, a whiskey or, or a vodka. 
um, or a bear maybe it's, yeah. it has a bit more malt I guess which which should balance your stomach in a way is it across the board with alcohol yeah I'll say it is across the board because one fact that you must remember uh, shadow is that alcohol is derived from starch and sugar mm-hmm. so they contains high energy per gram probably some other people they say seven kilocalories per gram so whatever the type of alcohol whatever alcohol you consume you are going to gain weight mm-hmm. and so it's not advisable to substitute your diet, your food with alcohol. It doesn't matter if it's a wine or beer or whiskey. Mm. All of them, they contain high calories. Now, we see this happening, and I'm not too sure if your industry has had any studies. We see this happening predominantly with women. Yes. Yeah, I think to me it's a question of uh, image issues. So ladies, they want to be to be seen. They want. That's why there's a lot of weight loss diets and and people always on a on a weight loss. So, but also they don't want to lose the benefits of consuming alcohol. Mm. So individuals they thought that then if they can starve themselves the whole day and then when they get home or to get with friends and take alcohol, then that will compensate for that. But as we've mentioned, that that is very 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 dangerous, especially because then drinking or taking alcohol on an empty stomach it's very dangerous alcohol gets to be absorbed quickly and it causes inflammation of the lining of the stomach which is called gastritis and we know that those people who abuse alcohol has got negative health consequences on individuals uh, from liver failure to pancreatitis to cardiac problems hypertension and also uh, 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 in Europe, in Europe problems, mm. which are from simply pass someone from passing out to someone having a damaged brain. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, what does your association do then to take this message out to, to because as we all know, it's the end of the year, matriculants have been writing exams, and the first thing they do to celebrate is to go on a binge, really. Yes, you know, and and apart from ladies trying to lose weight, but what's the sort of um, education drive or, 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 or communication do you have with the, with the public? Yes, firstly, as our as our, uh, our association is there, it's called Association for Responsible Alcohol Youth. Firstly, it's there to encourage people to consume alcohol responsible, so that people not to misuse or abuse alcohol so it would deal with the negative consequences mm-hmm. we believe the best way to be able to do that initially is to educate people if you empower people with information mm-hmm. then people can make an informed judgment mm-hmm. so part of the things that we've been doing for example is to come to program like yours where we're able to share this information on a public platform mm-hmm. also writing articles related to this so making people but aware about these tendencies as you saw that every year new tendencies come into play so we try to keep up to date of what's happening on the ground but we believe awareness and education and prevention are the better treatment than treating the consequences of someone abusing or misusing alcohol do you work together with producers of alcohol yes yes we do we we work with all the producers of alcohol from beer spirits and wine so from the big ones like sap to all the, the the other manufacturers of alcohol even we also try to include the retailers like mass mart and spa also to come on board so that that we can deal with the sketch of alcohol abuse that is happening in our country. Do you visit Shabin's? Yes. Because I think that's where the main problem is. Yes, we're visiting Shibin. It is interesting that to, 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 for you that you mentioned that. We've just working with SALTA, which is the South African Leisure and Hospitality Tourism Association. 
where most of the shipping are just being represented there. We had Imbizo in Gauteng a couple of weeks ago where we highlighted the dangers of alcohol abuse. So where we encourage the shipbinas to sign the code of good practice mm-hmm. where they will sell alcohol to the people under the age of 18, people who are obviously pregnant or people who are supposed to be dri- driving that not to encourage them to drink and drive. Mm-hmm. And we are having the same Imbizo again this coming Thursday in Northern Cape in Kimberley mm-hmm. because we believe you are right is that it's because she beans or they are present in where people stay. Mm-hmm. This is where a lot of abuse and misuse is happening. Mm-hmm. So we want to encourage the shipbinders themselves so that they can uh, hold their patrons accountable. So not, not to serve alcohol to the people at the age of 18, to pregnant women, and to people who obviously are drinking and driving. So we, 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 we believe that instead of shouting from a distance, we mm-hmm. engage and then work with them. So And also hoping that the government is going to come then and enable them to, to regulate them as, as going Because there's no, yeah, there's no regulation, there's no policing, it's difficult to police. And of course, the guy is looking at his bottom line. He, yes. he really doesn't care how many people drink and how much they drink, yeah. as long as he continues to make his money, yes. which is really a big problem. But we're finding it, it's also socially accepted these days to to binge and to drink as, yeah. as, as much as possible. Yeah, but we try to share this message with them. You're right, in a short term, they might be seen as if they're making a lot of money, but if their customer is involved in a car accident and dies, so then they've lost that customer permanently. So mm-hmm. they are not in the business of killing their customers and encouraging disability <laughs> in their business. So it is in their best interest to have that customer, that patron coming in day in and day out, drinking in a responsible way, not abusing alcohol. So in the, and you're right, especially the youth, they binge drink. So people, they don't drink the whole week, then Friday, Saturday, mm. and then they go out and they binge drinking. That's why we encourage people that they need to know more about alcohol. That as a man, you're not allowed to drink more than four units of alcohol, and as a lady, not more than two units of alcohol, because binge drinking has got negative sequelae on someone else's health. Do you think um, uh, we should up the price of alcohol to make people drink less? That one, I'll leave it to treasure and test <laughs> because it's a. Uh, to me, what I can say that then we, we need to make sure that there's no cheap alcohol. What do I mean about alcohol? For example, if you make the normal alcohol that is produced by big breweries, very expensive. Mm. People will go back to their garages mm. and then mix their own concoctions. Mm. Then there's a danger there. It's not only because you don't even know what they are drinking. It is very harmful to your health and they drink products that have got a very high in alcohol, mm. alcohol content. So you need to balance the easily available alcohol and the price of alcohol. So we call it and then the illicit trade. So then I'll leave it to the expertise and treasure where they came into balance of saying what is the right tax mm. or excise duty that you put it on the alcohol beverages so that is not easily accessible but also you don't want to doing too much because also it encourage illicit trade sure we we do have a problem though in in this country as far as alcohol is concerned because that's how we celebrate our lives and celebrate uh the work we've done throughout the year because we're going for holidays now and it, it affects travel on the roads. I mean, there's so many accidents and, and it affects just the economy, I guess, as well, you know. Yeah, no, no, that's true. Those are the negative uh, impacts of alcohol. But you, you'll be glad to know that about 59 to 60% of South Africans didn't, don't consume alcohol. Only about 40% said they do. 
Really? Yes. That's the, the latest WHO report, the statistics from the WHO. And then there's a minority of people who do abuse alcohol, who engage in those things that they're drinking heavily, they drink and drive, they abuse their spouses, mm. and then they engage to risky behaviors, which might lead to the increased levels of prevalence, incidence, and the prevalence of HIV. So mm. alcohol is a serious risk factor. Mm. And in South Africa, the problem is that it's not the amount of alcohol consumed, but those who drink it, they do it in a risky way. Mm. So the patterns of drinking, that what we've spoken about it, binge drinking and drinking a lot of mm. alcohol. Mm. How should we be using alcohol correctly? Oh, okay. So what is uh, recommended? So we don't have the South African guidelines, but if you look at the UK and US and uh, Australian guidelines, for example, a female is not recommended not, not to take more than two units of alcohol. And for men, not more than three to four units of alcohol. So let's bring, just bring practicalities of that. Because when you talk about units, no one mm. sits and measuring. No, for sure. Measuring units. For example, a, a small glass of wine, which is about 125 mils, contain one and a half units of alcohol. So for a lady, you're not supposed to be drinking inside a, a glass of wine, a regular glass of wine, or a one beer and for a guy not more than two beers or two glasses of wine so that's a practically recommended one once you start to go beyond that then you know that you are at the risk of abusing alcohol so in fact we should be more social and drinking at home more than anywhere else during meals maybe yes it is always advisable even wherever you take alcohol that you always have it with meals because it helps in one thing is that the absorption of alcohol it gets to be slowed down and then you don't take alcohol on an empty stomach, empty stomach which can cause the, the damage to the lining of the stomach and also alcohol we know that dehydrates your body so if you've got meal and some fluids, especially water, then helps you also to deal with the effects of alcohol. Also delays the absorption of alcohol because we also know that your body takes out one unit of alcohol per hour. So then the more delayed absorption of alcohol, the more your body can be able to cope with alcohol. Let's take a break. We'll come back and talk about alcorexia, which is why we were here with Dr. Osborne Mahanjana. And uh, we're going to talk more about what we can do uh, as as in in a family or with friends, what we can do to create more awareness about the abusive uh, use of of alcohol after this. Otherwise, on SAFM, it's all about uh, taking personal responsibility. I know when it comes to alcohol, but other people can and other people cannot. So, uh, what can we do? Dr. Mahanjana, in, you know, within families to, and, and, and as communities, just to spread the word and, and educate people, do some of your work that you're yeah. doing. I think, I think that that's a good question. And before I even answer your question, one of the other phenomena that I forgot to mention is that some, they do this alcohol risk because they want to lose weight and, and to maintain weight. Some, they don't have enough money to buy alcohol. Mm. So in order to get drunk quickly, so now they starve themselves because they know that alcohol get to be absorbed quickly on an empty stomach. Mm. So to get drunk quickly, then people starve themselves the whole day so that they can go to townships and go to shippings or go and buy cheap alcohol where they, they want to go to get drunk quickly. Do you know, when you talk about getting drunk quickly, I, 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 I remember there used to be a time, and I'm not sure if it happens now, where guys in the township would get to work on Monday and say, yes, sir, I killed it. I had like two cases of beer all by myself. Yeah. It, th there was some kind of pride in it. You know, a guy says, I had a good weekend because I was motherless. Yes. I was drunk. I don't know if that still happens. 
I think it's still the, the culture in, in our communities and there's a culture that we're trying to, to change. Because if you look at you know, European countries, especially the Mediterranean alcohol is part of culture but they don't abuse alcohol mm. for example when they're having meal with a family they're having one or two glasses of wine and 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 the, everyone gets to enjoy alcohol as because probably some of the factors people tend to abuse alcohol one factor you've mentioned that a guy will want to drink as much as possible over the weekend and one of the other contributing factors could be that because people they don't have enough money they don't know when they're going to get alcohol whenever sometimes they get paid by friday mm. they want to get access to alcohol as much as possible mm. or if they get to access alcohol for free they want to consume as much as possible because mm. they don't know when they're going to be able to get the next glass of alcohol mm. so that's a behavior that we're able to want to change it from the society that to know that you don't have to over consume alcohol uh, almost or overcompensate because you haven't taken alcohol for the whole week. If you start to, to drink more than three to four beers, you know that then you, start, you are in the area of binge drinking and that is very, very dangerous for your health. So what do we do? How do we re-educate ourselves? Because I, I think if somebody is proud to walk around drunk, um, that should be looked down upon and frowned upon by society and communities. Yes. How do we turn that mindset how do how do we communicate that information that you you've just been dealing with now? yeah i think there's a lot of avenues who believe that education and awareness first plays a critical role a very very good role where you 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 made people aware what is good drinking what is bad drinking and types of things how much alcohol content do they have and what's the effects of alcohol on your body? That's a very plays a very critical role. First, education and awareness. <laughs> Another part which is very critical is an enforcement. You've spoken here about that that uh, you might see it in a township where someone will send a youngster to go and buy alcohol mm. in an establishment, and someone get to be able to sell alcohol. Where we work with shibinas and the traders and the servers who say that don't sell alcohol to the people under the age of eighteen. That is a method of enforcement. And also, if you work with police, where they will do random roadblocks or random testing of of alcohol to the drivers, that they may be able to encourage them to change to, to to change their behavior. With regards to children, when do you do you as a parent introduce them to responsible drinking, or just pretend your children are not drinking and not acknowledge? Uh, because I think there's a risk there where when they're away from home and they are drinking. Then they do the binge drinking, yes. as opposed to you uh, teaching the right ways of of of, of drinking. Yeah, we, we believe first like, that the government has put in a law first to say first, alcohol children under the age of eighteen they mustn't get access to alcohol in any form of shape. And and you've mentioned it. We they know drink children, at twelve. They come do. On. They start to go and drink and and binge, and binge drinking. So we believe that the more you've made them aware. And, and also increase education around alcohol, what is alcohol, what effects does it have in your body, so people can make a well-informed uh, choices because we find two biggest contributing factors that make children to be able to take alcohol and binge on alcohol. Firstly, it's peer pressure. And secondly, parental guidance. So if there's a lack of parental guidance, which you've mentioned that parents are not transparent with their children, they're not mm. talking to their children, not educating their children, not only about alcohol, but other 
teenage issues like teenage pregnancy and mm. HIV and also they're not dealing with those then the children then they tend to learn either from their parents who are drinking or other parents on the street if there's no parents at home and also peer pressure plays a very significant role so parents can play a critical role being role model first to their children and also educating the children about the negative consequences of consuming too much alcohol Dr. Mahanjana, thank you so much for joining us. And I'm, I'm glad that you were in Cape Town to do this. Do you drink, by the way? Yes, I do. I do. Responsibly. Responsibly. And, and that's the thing. So, because alcohol, per se, if you take it in a responsible way, it's not bad for your health. But it is the misuse and the abuse of alcohol that is bad for your health. For example, I won't take alcohol and, 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 and drink, even if it doesn't matter if I've taken one unit of alcohol. And so, me as a person, I don't abuse alcohol. I don't. Well, you don't. You don't look like anyone who touches alcohol at all. <laughs> so you must be drinking responsibly. Where do we find more information? Is there a website for your for your organisation? Yes, there is a website. The website is www.ara.co.za, and also they can use this telephone number. It's a Pretoria-based telephone number: zero one two three four five four six one nine. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, four, six, one, nine. Yes. Thank you so much for your time and thank you for joining me in this. Thanks, Shada. Thanks for inviting me to your program. Have a great afternoon. Thank you. Otherwise, on SAFM. Ah, so so good to be back because I'm in, I'm, I'm, I I. I miss being on radio. It's, you know, it's part of what I do on a daily basis. Well, Mbali Zulu is a clinical psychologist, and uh, we talk about the emotional impact of life surprises for over 50s. Hello, Dr. Zulu. Hello, Shada. How are you? I'm good, and you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Mbali, why do we stress so much when we turn 50? What's happening in our heads? Well, the life survey that was uh, conducted by Sunland actually shows that 78.5% of South Africans claim to have had unexpected life events happen to them. So um, I would assume that if the life events that are happening in the lives of people out there that are unexpected, that causes so much stress. But necessarily when we over 50? They are accumulating. They are accumulating. They don't stop. So it's a, it's, it's a ball that go, keeps on rolling and rolling. And by the age of 50, obviously, one is expected to be uh, preparing for retirement. Mm. But you find that, uh, especially with all the taxing um, life events that have happened to them, it's either they are not now financially stable, so which means they have to still work hard in order to maintain the lifestyle. So are, are we selling the right idea for um, uh, being over 50? Because, you know, I, I know that at first people would say life begins at 40 and people would, you know, look forward mm. to it and start doing amazing things for themselves. Mm. And now we hear that 50 is the new 40 and life should begin at 50. But all these emotional stresses that, that people are experiencing, I'm, I'm not sure if we have the right attitude towards getting older. Well, you know what? Um, I think uh, we can do something about it to prevent this um, stress and obviously this attitude, negative attitude of the life um, at 50. Mm -hmm. um, when you are younger, at least you can prepare yourself so that by the age of 50, whether you had or experienced negative um, 
event, then um, they don't take you back. You are able to regain control of your life. Mm-hmm. Now, give us a, give us an, an idea of what we're talking about, an idea of a stress. I know you, you spoke about finances and people worry that they should be preparing for their um, older years. But apart from money, what sort of challenges do over 50s have? Um, for example, the over 50s can um, be faced with the responsibility now of taking care of um, grandchildren because of obviously the um, disease and uh, the death that is increasing in the young people's lives. So um, a person can be faced now with taking care of the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Other people are faced with the responsibility of taking care of their older relatives. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, basically the death toll that is increasing that affects people so much and obviously causes um, the loss in their lives. Mm-hmm. So, Mali, I, I'm trying to understand that um, uh, you say there's an accumulation of these stresses that happen, that come with just being alive and having a life and having work and, and busy. So we all plan for these mm-hmm. wonderful older years. But but things change as well, you know. Uh, for instance, uh, there's, there's technology changes, and one cannot cope with 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 what with their work, for instance, because now they have to continuously be learning things. Yes, yes, that's true. And obviously, that bogs you now with um, trying to get new information in coming. But um, you'd want to reach that stage whereby you are stable and you can predict your life. But unfortunately, with life, um, it's not that way. You must always be on the run and you must always be um, willing to be flexible. So that is why uh, you need to increase your self-efficacy. That is um, the strength and the ability that you have within yourself to, to actually do things mm-hmm. and to perform. So how do we keep up then? What, what, what should we do to be not to stress too much about whatever life throws at us? You know, you're over 50. Um, it doesn't mean that you stop working. And the workplace is also quite a challenge because people think over 50s are 100 years old and they're quite useless. Yeah. Our society just treats um, older people with such disdain. Mm. And, 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 and it just makes it more and more difficult. So what what should our attitude be? But as well, how do we as over 50s uh, deal with just everyday things? You know what? I'd like to view a person holistically. Mm-hmm. So that means um, a person is made up of five aspects. Mm-hmm. As um, a 50-year-old, you still have your social life. You still have ritual, physical, mental, and emotional aspects that need to be taken care of. So which means... Um, under the physical aspect, as a 50-year-old, you still need to take care of your body, exercise, eat right, sleep enough. Mm-hmm. And emotionally, you, you need to also have uh, self-efficacy that I've spoken about, mm-hmm. believing in yourself and trusting in your ability, whether the um, technology is changing, whether you need to keep up with, obviously, learning new material, mm-hmm. but um, you need to uh, be able to, to, to know that you can do it. So that plays a role in how you think, how you feel, and behave. So you start filtering negative emotions there. Um, whatever that is worrying, whatever is concerning you, 
then you need to write it down because that helps you to prioritize mm-hmm. uh, what you need to start with so that you, you try and tackle issues. If it um, needs for you to take extra courses so that maybe you can keep up at the workplace, then that should happen. And obviously, um, I won't focus on all the five aspects, but I will touch on the ones that I believe will make, obviously, the, the, the greatest impact in your life. Why don't you touch on all five? Okay. Well, if you want to. <laughs> I'd, I'd like them, please. Yes. Okay. And then when we look at the mental aspect of a person, we're talking about technology, obviously, that is um, growing the demand of um, keeping up. Mm-hmm. So what you can do there, obviously, you can unplug yourself from these demands, all these demands. You don't need to be so concerned about all the negative um, and taxing things in your life. But you need to also create time so that you reflect and reconnect with reality. For mm-hmm. instance, you can take a walk along the beach. I mean, uh, God has given us a great um, environment. Mm-hmm. So you can detach yourself from the hectic lifestyle, the demanding lifestyle. You can reconnect and reflect so that, you know, you are more aligned with your body, with um, how you think and how you feel. So that makes your, your mental capabilities now obviously able to, to, to fight off and reduce stress, reduce anxiety. That makes your, your, your mind also be at a space whereby it is um, relaxed so that it can start also to work creatively. It sounds like, it sounds like. At the social aspect. Okay. We all have families, we all have colleagues, we all have uh, significant people in our lives. Obviously, it's not all of them will um, affect you positively. So you need to um, identify those people in your life who are very um, supportive. Mm-hmm. And uh, you need to increase the communication level. So you're working there against feeling isolated, alienated. Uh, from the world, mm-hmm. you 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 minimizing the risk of just staying in your corner, but you reaching out there to get life going, to get the communication going, to get the supportive structure going. And um, I've mentioned the physical and on the spiritual side. Mbali, 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 just yes. hold on, hold that thought, please. I want to take a little break, and we'll come back and talk about spirituality. Okay, no problem. Please Thank do you. stay on the line. Okay. Clinical psychologist Mbali Zulu is my guest and we're talking about the emotional impact of life surprises when you just hit your 50s and over and how to reduce the stress surrounding them. Mbali, you know, when you were talking about uh, reconnecting with yourself and detaching from all these other things, for me it sounded like you're talking about some sort of meditation would help. And then I was happy to hear you talk about, oh, go to the spiritual realm with this. So, what sort of spirituality exercises should you be doing? Okay, basically, um, spirituality means um, something different to everyone. Mm. So, for others, it might be going to church. For others, it might be doing a private prayer, meditation, yoga, those exercises that make um, you calm and obviously more connected with your inner being. Mm. So this is a a process whereby, you know, personal transformation um, takes place. 
It's whereby you are aiming to recover the original shape of your belief system, whatever your belief system might be. Mm. So you, you, you basically trying to strive towards um, enriching that inner strength, that inner tranquility, because without it, one cannot face the daily challenges that um, we go through. Mm, mm. Yes. So, uh, is, it, is it a great time to start connecting or belonging to groups or clubs uh, that have um, like-minded people that do more or less? Because, you know, it looks like, uh, it, it sounds like relationships are, 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 are paramount at this time uh, mm. when you're over 50 and you're feeling slightly ungrounded. There's two ways to look at this. Um, obviously, one has already established the pattern and the um, dynamic of groups, so which means um, your job is to maintain and obviously filter out those ones that are not working for you. But obviously, we cannot limit a 50-year-old and say, no, don't get out there and don't form new groups, don't belong to a um, dance club, mm. uh, I mean, relaxing, rumba, mm. whatever those uh, um, social clubs that a 50 year old might feel comfortable with so there's two ways to look at it really you you might be able to maintain and sustain the older relationships that you have and also you will look out there and see what will work for you mm. Bali I'm, I'm so glad you, you really gave us your time today and thank you so much and how do people get hold of you if, if they need to consult further you can contact me on 081-872-8377 and the email address is zulu.mbali1 at gmail.com. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. 081-872-8377 or mbali at gmail.com. If you're over 50 and you're going through some uh, uncomfortable stress, not sure about what life is going to throw at you, then maybe Mbali is the person you need to talk to.